Hiya creeps, I have a content heads up warning for our movie this week, May. There is a bit of self-harm as well as animal death in this movie, but it is not a real animal death this time, we promise. Enjoy! They're eating her! And then they're going to eat me! Welcome back to Cinemanomicon. We are in the same room again. And today we're going to be talking about one of my favorites, the 2002 2003 movie May. Uh, and I'm Logan Laveau. I'm Kelsey Barnhart. I'm Kwame Berry. And we totally recorded this first. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> I've, been, I've been trying to figure out if the energy is... Better, worse, or just like wildly different, right? Because like when we're like I said, when we're recording remotely, it's very easy for me to like go in and just be like, oh, I'll just cut this. So like when Kwame speaks and and Logan yeah, speaks, it's yeah. like two separate comments, and then there's a joke, you know what I mean, or like whatever. Now it's like us, like you know, we're still we're like vibing on each other's energy and like can see each other and stuff, but mm-hmm. also. <laughs> But also, <laughs> I can't like grab your audio <laughs> separately. That's true. Oh yeah. So I mean, yeah. So for your end of it, definitely. Yeah, it's different. Um, this is kind of like the closest that we're probably going to get to a live recording for a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. But you know, whenever um, I'm in y'all's neck of the woods, uh, which will be pretty often. Yeah. You know, Woo. it. I like this. I really. Um, I, I like the energy like you spoke of. I think it's uh it just flows and it's it's so fun, especially mm-hmm. when uh we have similar opinions on uh what we're talking about and yeah. it's like, like we pretty much have so far. We sure. have so yeah. far and it's like sharing that like in person, it's just like you can't, you know, you can't quite replicate it. That's true. I think the most profound disagreement that we've had so far is I really ripped on Mark Singer last last time uh, and yeah. Kwame did not feel the same way. Kwame's I, like leave Singer alone. I just you know listen hey <laughs> that's maybe true. he's turned a new leaf. He listen that that's on me like it is not Mark Singer's fault that movie is just bad. Mark Singer did not die he that did, tiger himself. He didn't that's do right. That. He didn't do that. He did come back but. for two sequels but that's not. Maybe he had a house to pay off you know you never know. Or maybe he's got something against tigers. <laughs> or maybe he he's wanted like, to stand. He wanted to stand ten toes down. He's like, yeah, I came back and again because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You I have, am Dar, the one I am. Know. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> dot dot dot. <laughs> Until they come back with the TV show and they say, ah. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying, if we see uh, a beast master a reboot in some sort of way, you know. <laughs> I can definitely see Mark Singer's like, I have to be present. I have to pass the torch. He plays the tiger. He's He's, that that right there. Yeah. Comes full circle. That would be fair. And they they die in black and he dies. (laughs) Do it. Do it. Like for real, like do y'all hear that out? There? Like seriously, if I, we need more risks to be taken in general, so I want, and that tiger needs justice. I'm sorry, Mark Singer. Sorry, Mark this Singer. tiger needs justice. Kill Mark Singer. We're not gonna. Uh, 
Shout out to Marx. Yeah, for real. He oh, like I, I was looking at his. This. Yeah, I was looking at his filmography. I was like, oh man, he's done some cool things. I feel bad for saying mean stuff about. Him. Such a bully, Kelsey. Yeah, well, I mean, do you oh, go to conventions? Of, oh, speaking of bullying, there's that too. But sidebar: if you go to conventions. There's a very big chance that you may come across Mark Singer, and then Uh-oh. is that true? Hold on, I need to. Okay, so what are the I, other movies he has that he to do? In? Conventions, like, I, right? <laughs> he of did course, that medical percentage of the chance of encountering Mark Singer in the wild, right? <laughs> Listen, we're, we are definitely going to get to our movie this week. Yes, but we're. I, I can't believe that. We've made two really good segues, and we've blown past both of them. We've blown them both. (laughs) Speaking of bullying, which was a really good segue, Logan. Thanks, thanks. Kelsey. uh, Man, he's been in so much bad stuff. I'm sorry. Are you still on the singer train? (laughs) Can can we depart? Can we get out of the station? (laughs) Sorry. Um, Sorry. It was just like a lot lot of stuff. Like, he was in the love boat. He was in Roots. Um, okay. The next generation, not not like the not original. the one John Amos was yeah, in, yeah. who was also in Beastmaster, which is just huh. insane. Interesting. What a what a uh, strange strange resume. power dynamic change <laughs> for your film. <laughs> like you're like, oh yeah, we were in the we were in Beastmaster together. I was this guy, he was this guy. We were you know mm. running around naked with swords. What are we doing this time? Well, J- John still doesn't have a shirt, <laughs> so I cannot. Maybe he's allergic to shirts. I don't know. Leave Singer alone. Sometimes, like, <laughs> <laughs> what it? I want a shirt. But, uh, <laughs> right? That's our Leave only merch. Leave Mark Singer alone. I uh, want it. <laughs> On the back, it says Kelsey specifically. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm going to introduce. Do our it. Movie go. This yes. Go. Yeah. Okay. We're never going to get. I know because it's. Um, all right. So this week was my pick, and I picked the 2002. Masterpiece, if you ask me. Two or three? Uh, May. I believe it's 2002. Um, yeah, 2002 is what imdb.com Oh, yeah, that was me. Its, oh. Yes, it was its Sundance premiere. Yeah, I also did see it say 2003 somewhere, so it's debatable. Uh, yeah. But IMDb tells me 2002. Um, so I picked this movie because um, I probably saw it a few years after it came out when I was like 13 or 14. Um, and I was obsessed with horror movies as a middle schooler, high schooler. Um, Surprise. Uh, and, you know, I was a little bit of a weird kid. And um, this movie was one of those ones that I think when I saw it at the time, you know, I didn't really like, I mean, I liked it, but I, it didn't really like resonate with me as much as it did when I saw it as an adult. I think because mm-hmm. I like was able to, you know, kind of co- connect a lot more with the main character. But um Basically, the brief synopsis of this movie is uh, there's this lonely, socially awkward girl, May, um, and she's got this lazy eye. And, you know, her whole life she was kind of made to feel like a freak about it. And, you know, her parents are kind of weird. And, like, you know, she was always bullied by kids. And, you know, so she grew up to be really lonely and, you know, had this doll as a best friend and uh, is a veterinary tech and makes her own clothing um, but she's obsessed with the idea of, like, perfect parts of people, but then is always disappointed by, you know, their whole as a person. So, uh, you know, she's... The movie's basically about her struggling to, like, make these connections with people, and, uh, you know, it, it uh, doesn't really go well for her. Um, yeah, she's not very good, good at it, necessarily. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, so um, I have a... 
real tender spot in my heart for this movie. Um, it's one of those things I kind of like recalled one day and I was like, wow, you know what? That movie actually ruled. Uh, and when I went back and watched it for this episode, I was like, yes, I was right. This movie is very good for me. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, you know, we'll, we'll have a, we had a content warning or whatever in, in the beginning of the episode, but, um, with all the weirdness and unhingedness of, of this movie, um, I I was like, yeah, I'm really glad that I've now seen it. Like, it's part of sort of my like film lexicon because it's like it's it's such a weird kind of surrealist thing that I really didn't think that like they were making in like late '90s, early 2000s. Because um, and I was saying this to Logan while I was watching it because I was watching it for the first time by myself. Logan had watched it a couple of days prior for this for oh. for the episode. But then was like working around me when like when I was watching this and like it, I was saying like it has this like um, other than the music because the music is so aggressively nineties um, <laughs> like a lot of it is yeah, yeah you put on this yeah. soundtrack and you're gonna wake up in the morning in plaid but like um, <laughs> the the no no but please please yes. continue yeah it just has this like weird seventies cult movie and i mean like like sort in the, the genre of horror the way that it's kind of like shot it doesn't feel like um a lot of the kind of horror that you would see in like the late 90s early 2000s it, mm -hmm. it, it is very much like i don't even know how to describe it a lot of like pulled back shots for entire scenes where someone's walking down the street in like pasadena or <laughs> where, wherever you know yeah. what i mean like a lot of like distant um you know her walking through the city by herself and being kind of demure as she does like mm -hmm. a lot of those like mood shots mm -hmm. um yeah that i i feel like are coming back in movies now but like kind of fell out of like a lot of like popular stuff i mean i, I guess this isn't really like a popular thing but like yeah it, it was it was interesting just to see this kind of like weird it's not again not a mishmash like it feels very deliberate but i don't know what it, i mean yeah, well, I totally see what you mean about, like, kind of the 70s influence. Because, yeah. um, you know, the colors are very bright, mm -hmm, you know. Mm -hmm. um, even, like, the use of blood is, like, very, very bright and over the top. Yeah, like, right. very kind of... Like, the gore is a little cartoonish. Right. Um, which is one of the reasons I like it. I love cartoon gore. Um, but, uh, yeah, even the use of music. I mean, there's not a lot of original soundtrack in the movie. Like, there's a lot of use of silence, and yeah. then, um, you Which know, like different, some pop songs and some just like very strange, like kind of folky, like yeah. almost religious-y songs. Yeah, I, I thought it was really effective, the it, use of music. Yeah, it, that, it de definitely. And um, I, I noticed while watching it, this this was my second time watching it. Uh, the first time I had seen it, I, we were in college. Oh. Like, um, and a friend, Kara, had showed it to mm. me, and she was like, this is sick, and you need to see it. <laughs> um, and it definitely, like, even though I had only seen it that one time, it's one of those rare films to where I could recall certain things because they were so shocking mm -hmm. um, in, in its execution. Like but the, the, like, blood spill into the milk, into the milk. shot. Oh, like, so good. I was like, oh, that was so, it, like, so small and mm -hmm. so cool. Well, yes. also, right off the bat, I mean, literally the first shot of the movie is May shrieking into a mirror, covering mm -hmm. half of her face, which is bloody, and she's just, like, screaming bloody murder. Right. No context. 
then the rest of the movie starts. And then it starts <laughs> from there. It just drops you into, yeah. you know, um, it's it's very disturbing elements. But I didn't notice the, the the first time I've seen it, and maybe because I wasn't familiar with his work, but the film references a lot of Dario Argento. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his stuff, you know. Sorry. Right. Who? Who? Dario oh, Argento. Dar- Dario Argento. Oh, are you are you being glib? No, I'm a oh. help. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes oh. I can't tell your oh. facial wow. facial expressions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like we, speaking of the seventies, you know, oh, okay. and its quality, like um, this is like he the, had a, lot a director. Of, yeah, like okay. Italian mm-hmm. director. Gotcha. Um, Giallo. You want to say that? Like yeah. Giallo films. I'm trying to think of, I'm blanking on what he directed, but continue. Sorry. Oh yes, like uh. Suspiria, the original Suspiria. Oh, yes, yes, yes. okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yep. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> Adam, Adam, who may, you know, has a crush on. He has a poster of Opera, uh, which is one of my favorite Dario Argento films. It is mm. over the top in all of the best ways. Mm-hmm. Um, trauma, I think, is also referenced in the Re- film. Oh, yes, yes. Right, mm-hmm. and it's like his style can be a little cartoonish, mm-hmm. um, very uh, whimsical, but also extremely dark. Yeah. So, um, like, very beautiful, very and disturbing beautiful, at the same time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I, I appreciated that about it, and um, also <laughs> what I really appreciated was Anna Ferris. Oh was, my listen. god! I, I cannot <laughs> wait to get into this. Like, listen, I'm a huge Anna Ferris fan. Everything that she's been in, she's always a delight to me. Always, yes. No, she's this is so this great. is just so on another level. Like, I this have is, never. Yeah scene and i like i am not saying this as a derogatory the most raging homosexual in a film ever so ever oh my god her character polly is so horny the horniest gayest woman i've ever seen on screen and she's so delightful it's like the most amazing camp like it's not Right. It's not. It's not bad. It's not like a um, yeah. a parrot. Like, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not. Um, it, it, yeah, she's it's, she's not doing like, comedy. Like, right. she's not like doing like a cartoon of a character. It's just like she's playing it. Like, <sighs> I mean, in the context of the rest of the movie, the rest of the movie is a little cartoonish in the character. Sure. So right, you know, right. it makes sense in context. But yeah, she's just like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> she took that direction and just ran with it five thousand percent um like i think uh get together and maybe eat some melons or something yes yes like one of their first oh my god like the (laughs) things that she says like she's like i'm weak they have a couple scenes together and uh you know i mean i believe that may is bisexual because like she was into it for sure um But, uh, you know, the the first scene that they really have a conversation together, you know, Polly's just sitting on the stoop carving a pumpkin, like, very aggressively. (laughs) Um, And, uh, you know, it's about to be Halloween. And uh, she's like, oh, hey, May, like, what are you going to be for Halloween? And May, being May, um, instead (laughs) just looks at her and says, you have a beautiful neck. And, you know, that's kind of when things start. And uh, Polly's like, oh, thank you. We should hang out sometime. And... (laughs) Eat some melons or something. You should call me. It's just like there's the part where she comes in, like to the office, like like May arrives at work, and Ferris is just like deep throating her thumb. Yes. Oh, and and the classic line uh, when they're uh, you know flirting in the office. Well, mo- more like Polly is Polly. heavily flirting, and May is just stunned. Um, Polly's like, mm, we should dance. 
do you like pussy? <laughs> and May's like, what? And she's like, cat, silly. <laughs> You're nasty. What do you think I meant? I want you to adopt this cat. You're like, come on now. Oh, my God. Incredible. <laughs> she, uh, I just, I can't take it. Like, I really can't take it. Or even... um. This might be my favorite role I've ever seen her do. Yeah. Truly. <laughs> or when they were with like when May kind of well, um content wearing, like when May um cut herself with the scalpel, I think. And then um Polly's the like scoople. the scoople. <laughs> and <laughs> Polly's like, Wait, what are you doing? And then like I think May uh, cuts her and then she's like, Oh, you crazy bitch, what are you t-? But hold up. I kinda like that. Do me again. <laughs> <laughs> do me again. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Is he fucking gross? So, okay. So, <laughs> just so, because I feel like this movie is going to be a lot better if we attack it as a whole rather than yeah. trying to, like, yeah. lay out the plot. So, the basic gist of it is this this woman, May, um, she, uh, like Logan said, has a lazy eye. Um, her mother is clearly just off of her rocker. You know, it, it's almost like classic horror movie setup. Mom set this child up to have a, you know... Some sort of <laughs> irregular, ma- yeah, like yes. some yes. something, some bad stuff in her head, right? Uh, that is all associated around this puppet that is kept in a glass case. She's not allowed to take it out. Her mom made it, yeah, right. It, it, Susie, yeah, and it's it's all sort of playing with this idea of like fitting in in society, being this kind of like you know perfect little breakable thing in a glass yeah. case, which you know. You know, obviously, May is. Mm-hmm. She's um, obsessed with perfection, you know, because her mother had to keep everything perfect. Like, you can't right. touch the doll. She has to be mm-hmm. perfect. She's too fragile. Like, her mom, you know, told her to wear her hair over her lazy eye. Otherwise, the kids wouldn't right. like her. Right. You know. Yep. To um, be fair, kids are assholes. And, but, I mean, like, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Could help them. Right, right. And, and, you know, seeing how she was obsessing over, you know, even, like, in her adulthood, Right, like about the eye, like she's like, I have a date and I, I need to, like, is the contact going to, you know? Yeah. Right. Like, you know, like scenes like that. I think her loneliness was very, I think, uh, to the film as a whole, really, even though it's like, even considering her villain, it's kind of, even though you see, like, she does horrible things, but it's just her loneliness being like the gateway to that. Sure. Right. Yeah. It was just, it was very, very, uh, I, I thought it was it made the film much deeper. It's mm-hmm. kind of it's kind of the perfect trap because you are shown so much. You this is a horror movie from the point of view of the quote unquote and I big quotes, but like the monster, the slasher, the murderer, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you're shown so much of this person's like life and mental state and day to day that you as a right. person cannot help but empathize with this human being, right? right. Even though everything she murders that, many people and many everything people. that she does and is like a, a huge and a cat. <laughs> warning sign, like everything is red flags, like yeah. from the very beginning with her and like. It's it's kind of a clever trick that the movie pulls because it's literally the same thing that happens to every single one of her victims when when stuff starts to go sad. Because she so she works at an animal hospital. She's very pretty, like, and again, like, very quiet, very demure, like, um, mm-hmm. sort of subdued personality outwards and in public and stuff. And people kind of take that as like shyness, nervousness, all this stuff. So when right. those red flags start to come out, they're just sort of like. Oh, she's just kind of quirky and weird. She's just a little anxious. She's just nervous to be talking to people. And you're like, no, you should be concerned. Right. <laughs> right. And it's like, you know, I think, you know, Kwame and I were talking before we started recording, but to me, this movie is is really tragic 
for May's character because, you know, obviously yeah. she murders people. Like, she does very bad things. But, like, she is deeply unwell. And, like, it's one of those things where you're watching and you're like, if somebody had just interrupted this woman's life path at some point earlier than this, then she might be happy and healthy. You know what I mean? See, yes. Because she was not, you know, killing animals as a child. You know, the first one was an accident when she, you know, she accidentally kills Loopy in a rage when she throws an ashtray, Mm -hmm. you know? And, uh... Well, she doesn't... Accidentally kill well, the cat. She throws that at the cat. She doesn't mean to kill the cat, but she yeah. she throws it at the cat when she uh, she gets dumped by the guy, finds out that Anna Ferris is cheating, yeah, and then is like crying in her apartment, and this cat yeah. is just being a cat. She's like, "Come over here, please. I've had such a bad day." And the cat is a cat and leaves, Hinses. and she, <laughs> she just like, <laughs> she's like "Fuck you, Liz. snaps." Well, um, okay, but the, for Anna Ferris's character. Let's be honest. They work together at the... Let's be honest. Um, they work together at the Animal Factory. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> Polly is clearly very sexual, right? Yes. Sure. Um, For the streets. <laughs> Polly probably's Polly. Let's be real. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. And, like, they're just flirting, you know, and stuff, whatever. Like, they're not dating. Like, Polly's right. asked her out multiple times. And May's always kind of like, oh, I'm shy, you know. Right. Um, and, uh... So when Polly goes over, uh, sorry, when May goes over to Polly's house mm-hmm. and sees, you know, a leggy blonde woman in the bedroom. Just the legs. Just the legs. Very mm-hmm. nice gams, mm-hmm. as she says. You know, she realizes that their relationship is not exclusive. And, uh, I mean, not that they ever had a conversation about that, but, like, they haven't even got out on a date. So, like, you know, That's I understand true. her her uh, frustration and, you know, her jealousy, but at the same time, yeah. like... Holly wasn't cheating. She <laughs> they, wasn't. they weren't going out. She, for real, for real. And Polly was even like, oh, like when Polly realized it, like, oh, man, you're jealous. Yeah. She's like, you're jealous. Like, I can ask her, I can kick her out, like, if you want me to. Like, if, yeah, if you really she offers. Some type yeah, of way, she's like, great. So. Yeah, like, like this, this is definitely a movie about proper etiquette in a polyamorous relationship. And to be honest, like, <laughs> like yes. of all of the characters that, you know, that May interacts with, I feel like Polly kind of understands her the most. Yeah. You know, like, is kind of weirdly into the finger-pricking thing. Like, you know, works with yeah. her at the animal shelter, sees her doing all these weird, you know, surgeries. I, they're not weird. They're necessary, but, yeah. like, Mm-hmm. Kind of gross. I you mean, know? but her motivation behind that. So this is this right. is what I mean. Like this is sort of the empathy trap. J- just like you had said earlier that like if someone had gotten to her in time, no, like a- that guy fell asleep. Adam, the the, yeah. the guy that she's in love with at that moment, falls asleep. Oh no! When I say someone got should have got to her, I mean like five years prior, like I, but like any time like, at before, before in her life. It feels like <laughs> <laughs> ten years prior, any time. Because you see her, you see her struggling to maintain these social norms. You see her struggling to like be normal, mm-hmm. to be in a relationship. Yes. To like even when she's alone, trying to process, knowing that there's something wrong, and like mm-hmm. knowing that they're not. Pro- but I think. It was always going to happen, right? Because even when she's there and receiving the thing that she wants from, like, Adam's attention, his time, his Mm -hmm. just general kindness, Mm -hmm. she's so hyper fixated on this one thing that she likes about him, which is are his hands. hands. And any time that she gets access to them, it is immediately, like, sucking her attention away. So I think, like, Mm -hmm. when I say, like... um, it is sort of this perfect representation of this like empathy trap um, that like it it looks like there's a lot of off ramps, but like 
she is barreling towards what is going what happens at the end of the movie the from, from moment one right yeah. well it all happens in a pretty quick time frame like probably like the course of a few weeks yeah so, i think so you know? and even like wait, uh, was that their first date when they watched his film that he made that was technically their second their second date, date. and she was like aroused like by like the cannibalism aspect of yeah, it. yeah adam makes this film um and it's you know real short it's like three minutes maybe but yeah it's this couple at a picnic black and white and they drinking wine and then they start eating each other and making out and whatever and it's like campy gory erotic yeah, whatever he, he said he made it in college yeah he made it in college and yeah he made it he in made college. it in college <laughs> for sure in college um, but <laughs> i just love the line when they finish the film her first the first thing she says is i don't think you can get the whole finger on one bite <laughs> I think that was kind of far fetched. Yeah, <laughs> I, you're, I don't. I don't have it. You're right. No, you're 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 a hundred percent in that whole aspect where it's like the, the empathy trap, but at the same time, it, it, it's all there. Yeah, right. Like it's all there. I, and I also wanted to take this point to kind of like shout out to uh, this actress Angela Bettis. Mm. Amazing, um, I love her. We were talking um, earlier, Logan, about like um, uh, she also played uh, Carrie, which. Um, with the whole aspect of bullying in in, in the in the remake, right? in, the, in a remake, yeah. TV remake, TV remake, um, around the same time this came out, I believe, mm-hmm. oh, okay. two thousand two. And I've also seen Angela in um, a Girl Interrupted. Oh yeah, she was um, Janet, the Janet. anorexic woman. Yeah, yes, or bulimic or something. Yeah. Yes. Like Janet, what kind of tree can you be there on the floor when they were supposed to be doing those um, exercises? She's like, I'm a fucking shovel right. So good. But she's, <laughs> she's iconic. Just she's great, you know. And I just um, she really commits to it in this, mm-hmm. um, which definitely because the film itself like is very um, offbeat. It's very obscure, and I think she is just a necessary factor in all yeah. of that. And specifically, like, you know, as we see, like, there's, like, this metaphor um, throughout the film, like, when uh, uh, Susie's cage, I mean, well, her box. Her glass box. Her glass box starts cracking. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. as May is just going deeper and deeper and deeper into the... And May actually starts hearing the sound of the cracking glass, yes. even when there's yeah. not Nothing. anything around, you know? The, you like, know. the, like, telltale heart kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. She, yeah. she, like I said, she started to get these things that she wants. She's, like, idolizing these parts of these people Mm -hmm. and like she's receiving the affection that she wants but like cannot hold it together when they are in her space well i think that's that's why it's so tragic to me because to me it really comes off as like you know she had just grown up with all this like toxic black and white perfection not perfection Mm -hmm. and like never had somebody like talk it out of her you know like sure um because she's so obsessed with perfection and like you, you see that from her mother, you know, like everything. Right. Her mother's very prim and proper, like kind of Stepford wife looking woman. Yes. And, you know, she's uh, she's so convinced that this world is this black and white thing. Like we're together or we're not together. Like, you know, you're perfect or you're not perfect. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's what, right. what she said. So increasing chaos in the relationships that she's trying to establish kind of pushes her to finally snapping and, mm-hmm. you know, becoming the, the slasher, the monster, you know, so right. that she can build the perfect person. But, like, yeah. yeah, that is a huge part of it, of, like, the instant that someone disappoints her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. the They're done. Absolutely done. When when sh- when um, they are in the little car on their first date mm-hmm. with uh, with the guy, with Adam, 
she keeps telling him over and over again and, and that he's perfect. And mm-hmm. then he's like, no, please don't say that. Right. Nobody's <laughs> and she perfect. keeps insisting like it's yeah, it's, it's very much this like black or white world. You right. know what I mean? Right. Like it has to be, it has to be just right. 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 Like yeah. she's so convinced that she is imperfect and bad, you know, that like, I feel like she's searching for all this validation in other people. Yeah. And right. it's like, you know, that's not ever going to get you anywhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and even Polly, you know, this person who was always super nice to her, always very welcoming and like into her, clearly into her. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. Polly has this big mole on her index finger. And as soon as May notices it, you know, her first question is, have you ever thought about getting it removed? And, you know, Polly's like, well, I think, you know, my grandmother said that imperfections are what make the world beautiful and yeah. something like that. Um, yeah. And that is kind of the moment where you can s- <laughs> almost see May decide to kill her. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> she, yeah, she's like, um, I mean, it is, she is literally measuring Polly's neck in that scene, in that yeah. scene. to build her murder friend. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so she kind of gets away and with it. on Ambrosia's legs, um, Polly's um, <laughs> yeah. GF. Her, her little... Her little, uh, fuck buddy, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah she, she gets away with all these, like, she is allowed to behave in a certain way around people because, again, like, she has already established that she's sort of weird and strange so that right. when she's literally like, oh, I'm uh, making you a blouse and starts measuring this woman's torso. Okay, but she is a, literally a seamstress and makes all her own clothing. So it's not the most far-fetched thing if you've known her for any amount of time. I mean, listen, red flags galore, I am saying. But, you know, for someone yeah. who's her friend and who is kind of <laughs> yeah. into her, like, I could see how you could let that one slip. For sure, if, I, like, if I walked up to you with a measuring <laughs> tape, just started measuring your neck just and body neck. and then <laughs> insulted you and then walked away. And then walked off. Because <laughs> she really did. Like, because, like, damn, May, she was just like, yeah, right? yeah like, imperfections make the world beautiful and she was like hmm all right, right. so anyway <laughs> right you know, well she's so far gone at she's that so point far gone like, at that point mm. and definitely like um i think well that particular uh scene that y'all are talking about like when she does go to polly's and kills polly and ambrosia uh shows up a little while after and dressed uh, like the couch that she killed polly just- on <laughs> i don't know if you noticed that She's literally, like, Polly yes. gets killed on this, like, booth seat that looks like a carnival tent that's, like, red and white striped vinyl. Oh, and yeah. Ambrosia comes in wearing a red and white striped shirt and vinyl boots. That, right. <laughs> yeah, and the skirt is, like, a little cheerleader skirt that is, like, the same pattern. Did right. I say shirt? Yeah, I meant yeah, skirt. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> right. And it's, like, she, oh, did we go past James Duvall? Because I love James, oh, James Duvall du- is in this. Oh, James Duvall. James Duvall. Oh, my God. Come on. Okay, so James Duvall comes in s- such a small part, but he's this little punk that approaches her oh, on a bench. Right. Yes. Um, you know, uh, oh, May man. is sitting there being depressed, you know, looking at the world, being like, I suck, everyone sucks. Um, and he approaches her and is like, very, very friendly. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> overly friendly, but in like a weird, like kind of golden retriever way. Like, hey, what's up? Yeah. How are you? What's your name? And she's like, you know, doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Who cares? <laughs> and he's like, do you want to get jujubes? <laughs> jujubes? Remember when they were at her apartment? God, it's really hot. Like, do you have oh any God. ice cubes for my nipples? Yes. He, he takes like, it. Yeah, he pops his shirt off. He br- well, she brings him back to the apartment. He's eating jujubes. Yes. She's not saying anything. He's just talking up a storm. Takes his shirt off. Has a tattoo. She's like, oh, I like your tattoo. Oh, Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Mm, nice Another reference classic here. reference. Yep. Yes. But yeah, um, then this fucking goofball. I literally, 
I cannot imagine a situation where a human being actually says these words. Like, he lit. I don't. Uh. Do you have any ice cubes I can rub on my nipples? Sweet fuck. And then he finds um, the cat in the freezer. Oh yeah. And oh, and she says, "Are we best friends now that yeah. you've seen what's in my freezer?" He's like, "The fuck, no! I don't be your friend." <laughs> Um, no. I love this movie so yeah, much. The dialogue the, is amazing. It's 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 truly insane. But this is kind of a great segue into my main point about this film, which is it should be harder to trick men. He was definitely giving himbo. Oh my god, yeah. Well James Duvall, I mean, his character is literally called blank in the cast. Yeah. Casting. Yeah. Um, but B- Blank was <laughs> really walking into that Just one 100,000%. Sh- sure. Th- yeah. This guy like, not told to us. Blank. Sure. Like, she was, not, <laughs> she was putting off very that. bad yeah. vibes on that, ve- from, on that bench. From jump. Yeah. From jump. Yeah. It wasn't. It, it, no, it wasn't. It wasn't good. I, I, um, Upon the first meeting, uh, like when May first does. So uh, pivoting to Adam here because. Yeah. <sighs> He's kind of the main obsession of the movie. He, Listen, gets so the ball rolling. They, yeah. she's been stalking him. Well, she's he works a, like near where she Lightly works, so it's, it's not it's it's crush stalk. Like you <laughs> yeah. know, he, he she walks a different way to get her food or whatever because she knows where he works. Yeah. That's not that crazy. She sees him at a coffee shop. Uh, they're in the backyard. He's reading a book. He falls asleep, and she comes over and she puts her face. In his hand. Yeah, his hand is kind of sticking up, you know, and uh, like his head's laying on his arm. And she, yeah, she just, uh, she just kind of slowly nuzzles her way into there. And mm-hmm, obviously he wakes yeah. up and he's like, hey, hey, what you doing? And she stumbles backwards. <laughs> and she just like stares at him, falls back and leaves. <laughs> so upon this interaction with this person, you're like, wow, that me a human being in the world today would be like wow that was crazy i can't believe that someone did that to me while i was out in public asleep (laughs) yeah his reaction is when they see each other at the laundromat later that night or the next day or whatever he's like i should talk to her (laughs) right and this is where i started my tally uh of what i just called men are idiots because after after that one i was like wow men are idiots and then i kept going to write down that exact exact thing every single time he did something i was like are you kidding me man yeah uh so i have a i got up to 18 with with this gentleman just to to hit some of the highlights let's see the extremely graphic description of the dog mutilation while they're sharing a sandwich. Oh my God. Yes. Uh, She's telling him about something that happened at her work where she had to sew up this dog and they were out of the dog sutures. So she uses cat sutures and the dog's uh, stitches break open and she's eating the sandwich and like giggling and smiling while she's like, Oh yeah, the the guy came home and his dog's blood was all over the yard and I had to stitch that one up. It was gross. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. And doesn't he go at some point? You're weird, but it's okay. I like weird. He says multiple times, "I He's, like weird." But then I was like, "So do you, sir? You're do you? Because you know what I mean. You you and I just want to. You have like arteries and nerves in your lip. If a woman bites you that hard to draw blood, there's like a good chance that you could like lose it. You lose it or or like 
you know, lose feeling. Don't go <laughs> back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then it's like Adam to me, and like I said, not to victim blame. Uh, no, I just no this guy. When this it comes one... to sympathy, I didn't really have it for him, especially where it's like you know that one scene at the laundromat. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you a whole asshole, man, because it was just oh, like where he pretends the machine's not that working the machine wasn't working because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, don't do you know? See, that's the thing. That's the thing, right? Is I feel like that's what kind of bothered me a lot about you know her interactions with other people uh specifically adam because she never lies the whole movie she always tells the truth even if she's telling yeah. it in a way that makes it sound like something else you know that's right. true even right. when she always always like, tells right. the truth. i'm measuring you for a blouse she's like uh, kind of you know uh polly's like how's loopy and may's like in pieces and polly's like oh she's sad that i'm gone oh i get it like uh, she does get depressed. And like, oh, I forgot that I didn't met that. Wow, you really worked yeah. to, to hear um, that. But anyway, like barely anybody is straight with her. Adam does not say anything real to her at all. Like, right. you know, he's always like, Oh, I like weird girls, but he's probably just saying that to get in her pants. And like, yeah. you know, he never like expresses any like actual boundaries. He's always just like, Oh, I'll see you around. Oh, I'll call you. And then doesn't, you know, like, yeah. Exactly. And he also like encourages this woman's uh, like blatant crossing of his boundaries. Yeah. She yes. shows up for the second date after no plans, no plans have been exchanged. She has just been standing outside. Sorry, not outside of his house. Outside on the other side door. of his front, yeah, oh, of yes. his front door for two hours, and she says that to him, and he's like, "Okay, you want to hang out?" Yeah, well, <laughs> he's like, "How long have you been standing there?" And when she says two hours, he's like, "Really?" And she's like, "Well, what do you think?" You know, she doesn't lie. Like, oh, <laughs> you know, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's wild. Like this this man has no. Has and never set a boundary in his life. He's never <laughs> right. set a boundary. He's even like the new chick that he gets with, who I thought was Rachel Bilson, but I don't think that's her. Who he gets with after May is like totally square, but at the same time, he's such an ass to her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, like kind of just tossing her around and just sort of like, you know, um, calling her names and whatnot. And I think... Yeah, that scene really made me lose... Uh, my sympathy for that him was, in particular. That, that was, was the last me. draw. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was it for me. And I'm like, and it's she and, and May definitely was like, okay, like she's already, you know, gotten Polly out of here. You know, she's gotten Ambrosia up out of here. So, <laughs> and he's just really, really taking it. Yeah. Yep. So let's just, let's rip that bane date off. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And let's he, just do it. He, he again, uh, fails to, fails to assert his boundaries one final time and agrees Nips to touch her, her face. You know? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Ugh, yeah, I... calls this other lady dumb shit. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> After that sequence, which was actually really shot, especially like when they went back to where she's like uh where um he's murdered and it's like mm-hmm. they're surrounded by all that darkness. I thought yeah. that, that was really like an interesting touch to it. Um yeah, versus it's very dark in that house. It it yeah. is. And um I I'll just get straight to it. So it really uh, fucked me up was seeing um, Amy. Is that yeah the best friend? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sorry to to clarify. Not yeah. the, the the Frankenstein monster. Yes, Frankenstein. Her, her bespoke yes. best friend. Her bespoke. Uh, that's what uh, best friend. Oh no, that would be BBF. I guess that's something else. 
<laughs> I'm gonna take it. Her oh, best yeah. fresh friend. Her best. <laughs> I wow, and just seeing her the carnage that she has uh, spread, just mm-hmm. uh, represented in this in this uh, in her creation. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Frankenstein elements definitely like are full force here. Um, and I really liked, it's kind of like a modern telling in a way, in yeah. a little bit, right? Because she's that. got, uh, you know, Adam's hands. Adam's uh, hands. Blank's arms. Blank's arms. <laughs> Ambrosia's legs. Ambrosia's legs. I don't know who the torso was. Uh, that was wow. all, um, what's her name? I think. Polly? Yeah. Polly's just, the torso too? Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming because yeah. it would be weird to just cut the shoulders. That's a lot of work, man. That's a lot of bones. Maybe it's you Blank's torso. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, we definitely got Polly's neck. And so, she, she decided yes. to sew this um, just terribly adorable little frilly pink balaclava for the head. <laughs> it's the worst. So after, um, after, oh my goodness, we didn't even talk about the blind kids. Oh, oh no. So, so again, like she's, (laughs) we watched this person try to, try to fit into society, like to deal with their, deal with their stuff without the tools to do so. So she's like, okay, well, I saw these kids playing in a park and there was one girl out there who was like uh, ostracized. Well, specifically, it's a group of blind kids with like a handler, you know? Right, right, right. right. And she's like, okay, well, I'm going to go volunteer to do that. To like associate with some people who I think you know I have uh, uh, right I I can empathize with and can empathize with me, um, and that immediately goes wrong because she tries to volunteer and she's like no I want to help those kids and like she's like and the girl behind the desk is like you need like a specific blind kid like what's wrong I was with you? really concerned for the kids <laughs> just uh, flat out I'm like but the kids yeah. like may. Like, please. Oh, no. You know. This fragile, fragile woman. Yeah, and she tries to. Literally about to crack any moment. Like, at any moment. And, like, ugh. And does so in spectacular fashion. In spectacular fashion. Yeah, she brings in Susie Mm -hmm. for the kids for a show and tell. But it's a bunch of blind kids, and she brings a glass box. Exactly. And, uh, you know, the kids are feeling the box. Like, well, this is just a box. And then Mm -hmm. one of the kids is like, oh, it's what's inside the box. And she's like, oh, very good, very good. It's my best friend inside the box. And, of course, Mm -hmm. the kids are like, well, let me see. Let me, like, take her out. Let me feel her. Like, take her out. Because they're blind. Right. (laughs) It's just a box to them. They shatter her childhood trauma all over the floor. Oh, yeah. And then, um, you know, clearly these kids have never been trained to deal with a broken glass situation because they all flood the situation like it's a pinata like, and they're on their hands and knees just scrabbling in that glass just it, screaming Ooh. Oh, that was yeah that <laughs> one was rough yeah. that was rough and I believe what was it uh, Susie's eyes mm-hmm. um, is, is what she salvaged Yes, well, Susie's in pieces, Susie's um, in pieces. but she, she puts Susie's eyes on Amy on Amy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay and <laughs> the thing is this I was really emotional Honestly, at, I think I was affected by her performance in this particular scene where she's breaking down. Mm-hmm. Um, she jabs herself right there in the eye, which was fucked. Yeah. And, she um, keeps screaming, see me, she's to screaming, the doll. Yes, you know? yes. Well, the body doll. The body doll. And it's just like, she's just really like, like just, she's from the, she's acting from the pit. You yeah. know, like she's just really, really, really like in there. Rock bottom. Completely broken rock bottom. And um, then the hand comes over and yeah. i'm like what the 
The last scene of the movie is Amy's hand reaching up to stroke her face. Ah. That's um <laughs> the as movie. she like starts to like shake and go into shock from the from the, from the fact that she just wound. gouged she out just her own lazy out her eye. Own lazy eye, and it's just and then and then that happens. Mm-hmm. I was speechless. Yeah, you know. Um, I remember. Yes, I, the first time I seen it, that was what always made me remember the film was that last shot mm-hmm. because. I just wasn't expecting. Obviously, it's like, you know, we see, like, her, her sanity is just completely, like, shot. So it's just, like, yeah. this whole aspect of her creating a friend. I'm not thinking that that is going to happen, you right. know? So it was just the the whole surreal, the surrealness of it really tripped me out. And I think I saw a review from Roger Ebert oh. from back in the day where he gave it four out of four stars. Yeah. Mm. And he said that that particular you know, set up in the ending, he was like, in any other film, it would be maybe laughed at. Yeah. Right. You know, and people would just be like, <laughs> that's a trip. But it's with so this, tragic. No. it's so yeah. tragic. And yeah. he was like, the work, like obviously from, from the actress, Angela Bettis, and what the film does, lends itself to it and it works. Yeah. And, um, and like it, I literally just got goosebumps thinking about it again. It's, <laughs> it's really, it's, it's, it's that. And I think a film, like, especially, like, an independent film, you know, like this was, that's just further proof that a lot of, I think, truth when it comes to horror and really, like, really, mm-hmm. really taking it there, you're going to find it in films like that. Because yeah. um, I never forgot that. And I've seen it, it was, yeah. like, maybe 10, 10 or so years ago. Right. And I hadn't seen it since we did this. I was just like, yeah, yeah. May May is great, honestly. I think it's it's great. It's it's spectacularly disturbing. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's very much uh, Frankenstein if it was written by Poe. Like it's like I said, like a very like telltale heart versus like meets Frankenstein kind of thing. Yeah, you know, like even when like she puts the the like you said a glass in the glass case in the closet after the first mishap with the date and like she's in the shower like screaming because she can hear the the glass cracking and then Mm. when she finally pulls it out to go uh take it to the blankets it's not broken (laughs) it's not broken Uh, like it it is where where she had like hit it earlier in the film but it's not all those cracks yeah exactly yeah. yeah, those cracks were just her those brain. Mm-hmm. Were inward. Yeah, you know those were inward. Even like you know, I think who left the apartment at that one point, um, and then they heard her in there, like screaming, Adam. Adam. Yeah, yep. screaming at Susie. Susie. Yeah, and after she like bites his lip and then like starts like smearing his blood all over her. Yes, she was like just in your movie, just like in your just movie, just like in your movie. Just he like said in your movie, he liked like, weird. Yeah. It's listen. Fucked. Okay, like it's 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 so. I loved watching it again, kind of you know like how what um I wish I would have seen it when I was thirteen, like yeah. you did, just because like you know like your imagination is just on a whole other point. Yeah, yeah. at that level, yeah, so yeah. it's like, and I hadn't wouldn't have seen something uh, like that at that point. Yeah, but um like what you said, like just with you're so glad that you've seen it, and now yep. it's in your lexicon. I'm glad that I I went back to it because I think that I will um, return to it again. Uh, it just really it's I, I think what it does I think its mission and um, like the through line of the story like is just executed really well. Yeah, you know, a yeah. um, lot of practical you know effects in it. Nothing. Yeah, you know, too over the top. Even though it's it's cartoonish, like that's true. Mm-hmm. But it's done practically. It's 
very darkly funny, which I mm-hmm. always appreciate just out of just so much. There was weird. like this yeah. Yeah. freaking tweet that I saw like a week or so ago and someone was like, well, this is my controversial opinion. Horror and comedy doesn't really work. Foolish, foolish take. Like, <laughs> what a fool. What you're going to do is um, I pity the fool. Let's just say that. <laughs> That's like saying you can't put sugar and salt together. Like, get out of exactly. here. Exactly. <laughs> which is why <laughs> Evil Dead is such a bad movie and series uh, and of everyone films, hated of it yeah, yeah. i would argue like exactly the opposite like yeah. it's it, you need those pieces need of levity that. you yeah. need that yeah especially like you know it's like okay like you know people have like a certain amount of tolerance yeah you know like when it comes to genre pieces and yeah. things like that so i you know it it, it, it engages you i think a lot more yeah and I, like of course not not to say that there isn't there aren't horror movies that are are not incredible and not fun. Like The Shining right. is not a funny movie, <laughs> but no, like uh, I don't know. There's just um, when you give your audience permission to laugh at the things that are going on, I think that you also like kind of invite them to take in what you're making in a different way. Right. You know what I mean? Like I think uh, there's a difference between a movie being so ridiculous that it's funny, mm-hmm. you know, like schlocky or over the top or bad or whatever. Yeah. But like right. in a movie like this where they're trying to get you to laugh at certain points, like certain points yes. are absolutely meant to be funny. Yeah. And yes. it's like, you know, it, it makes the points that are rock bottom, like all that much lower. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think, uh, yes, like that's it. I think that this really drives that it commits to it. And um, I think it's really a gem. Yeah. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed seeing it again, and I was like, I'm so I, glad, you know, like, like good pick, Thank because you. I completely forgot, like, I had remembered things from it, mm-hmm. but I'm like, yo, like this was on a whole different, other kind of level. Yeah, um, I appreciated uh, it. You know, for the next round, though, I challenged Logan to not pick a movie about an unhinged seamstress <laughs> looking for love. <gasps> You shut your mouth. Oh. Oh. You come into my house. <laughs> is that is that a, a shout out to the love witch? Yeah. 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 Well, what can I say? I love an unhinged woman. Like it's so like an unhinged woman is cinematic. Yeah, yes. totally. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. just flat out. I was just like, I thought it was just so like, especially like down to the visual <laughs> style, the the sort of visual uh, homage as oh, well. Sorry, do I have a type? No, no, no. <laughs> like I, I just think, I, I, these movies, these two movies are very very similar in in like a good way. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. actually, yeah. You know, they're both about being obsessed with perfection and being unable yes. to receive that because it doesn't exist. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. reacting violently when you don't. It. Yeah, yeah. And there's all, there's a society been bad to you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's also a very strong point in both movies where I stopped empathizing with the women. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Yes. I mean, just a couple schmurders. Just, Jesus. Just. I mean, here and there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One or two. Just a couple. <laughs> just. I mean. Listen, wh- what's what's one child thrown into the flames, but two children? Two children. Listen, <laughs> I am not here. I think I've made myself explicitly clear. Oh, I am oh, not. That's right, John. I am not it. here to defend Dar. <laughs> Damn it! Look, Dar is. We, we're probably gonna have to get those shirts because Dar is really, really. 
I, I'm just saying Dars is still relevant in a way. Ugh. Um, I was going to yeah. mention also um, this director, Lucky McKee. I watched another movie by him recently that I didn't even realize because it's on Shudder. Cheerleaders Must Die. All cheerleaders must die. That's it. I haven't, I've seen that around, but I haven't. I think he actually like remade his own movie or something. I could be lying. That's kind of cool. Um, like we that. love that. This one came out in 2013 and it's a. Uh, it has a lot of similarities in the fact that it's like very funny, but also very dark and like a little ridiculous, um, yeah. but also extremely sapphic. So I'm like, Lucky McKee, like, get on uh, it, keep them, keep them coming. I'm happy. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, that nice. was the, that was another thing I was saying to Logan about like the homosexuality in this movie, especially when you consider when it was made and stuff, and sort of the general attitude in yes. in 2002. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of interesting that it is. It's gay for women. Yeah. Uh, and not to say that, like, gay women don't appear in a lot of... Me- I mean, they don't. But, like, not that there hasn't been stuff before. But a lot of times when you see that, especially in, like, film, mainstream stream stuff, TV, even porn, it is girl on girl for you, the male viewer. It's for the male right. gays. Rather than this was very much like, hey, man, some girls are just gay. Yeah, some girls just like fucking other girls. And like, you know, I really appreciated yes. that in a no lot of ways. Yes. Like, because Polly is just like very unabashed. Very everything. matter of fact. Yeah. You know, like, she, like hey. she answers the door in her cute little, you know, silk robe or whatever with Ambrosia's legs in the back. And she's like, listen, I got to hit this. Yeah. Like. <laughs> but I mean, like, there's no weird scenes of them, like, feeling up each other's tits and stuff. Like, you see, like, the gay stuff that happens is literally just like they kiss. I mean, you know, uh, Polly does feel her up a little bit, but it's, yeah, but it's, it's not what, like it's like. It's, yeah, I mean, Exposed, it's just a, I guess. It's, I don't know. it's not any more like explicit yeah. than her scenes with Adam. with Adam. You know, they're treated right, the same right. way. Yes, that, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah, that's why I feel like you know watching this movie again now out as like a bisexual woman, which when I was thirteen, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Sure, right. um, you know, I had a very different approach to it, like having you know gained some emotional maturity as well. One would hope, yeah. um, you know, <laughs> tackling this movie like more from the emotional angle and the queer angle. I think made it so much more effective to me, um, you know, in a way that just kind of went right over my head as a preteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I, and that's 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 so dope, and that's like a testament to um, the, the the like how really relevant the film still is. Yeah, yeah. because um, you know these mo- it's sometimes it's like you know when people use examples of like well this film from like maybe the early two thousands like this film did have like these queer elements and stuff like that but the way it's about the execution yeah, yeah. you know and, yeah. and and the attention to detail because that definitely matters mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, can lead to you know really stupid trends you know that we yeah. want to get rid of or if it's treated carefully and. Right. and delicately well we've talked about it before and i think obviously we're going to talk about it a lot throughout like the course of this podcast anytime we watch horror is like (laughs) yes the the bad thing existing or the thing existing is not necessarily a queer movie just because there's queer people in it Mm -hmm. it depends on how you show them And, and you know what i mean it's not like this definitely feels you know feels like a queer movie because like She's like exploring everything about herself, you know, yeah. like sexually, like socially, you socially. Know. Yeah, there's no it's crisis not doing of a great faith. Job, but like, of not, like, yeah, there's not nothing derogatory about but. you know the queer relationships in the movie. Like, there's nobody like you know talking down about it or anything. Exactly. Yeah. 
Exactly. It's I, I it's a great example. I'm here for more of that. Yes. Yeah. In yeah. general. Just casual. There, just have it. There there are other aspects of like, you know, love sex between two people of the same gender other than that that can cause conflict other right. than the fact that it exists and society says that it shouldn't. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like it's not like it feels like so much of that like depiction in media is we're gay and they say we shouldn't be. And right. like Like I, I really appreciate yes. that this wasn't a murder your gays kind of movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. it was just kinda they just happened right. to die because yeah. a lot of people did. Yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly. <laughs> you know, it's just like, well, I mean, just how everybody else, it's 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 equal. Yeah. yeah, you know, she killed two so. women, two men, and one cat. And one so, cat. You know, yeah. Pretty equal. I mean, I don't yeah, think definitely Luffy don't... ended up on the doll, though. <laughs> Maybe there was a tail somewhere <laughs> in there. <laughs> <laughs> Maze on him because she's secretly a cat girl, and there was no Tumblr at the time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so sad. Oh, oh that is... <laughs> Kwame's face just now. Wait, that is that is hilarious. But I mean, it's just it sort of ties into like what Logan was saying was like if yeah. somebody just had got to her, maybe in if time, she had founded a if community, she just had some, if she like, had, had some other weird open space people mm-hmm. to just you know write her fanfic. To, you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, May, May's giving that. Yeah, she giving, yeah she she'd have a fanfic or two. Or oh three. yeah, sure. But <laughs> yeah, um, I, I so I enjoyed it. My my question for this movie, you know, I'm trying to do an ending question for all of our things now. Oh, cool! Uh, nice. If you're, if like bits. You, yeah, this is our this is our new fun bit. If you had to have a part of your body, oh my god! <laughs> wow. Oh, what? Oh, what's aesthetically? Our yeah. Body wh- part? Which part do you think May would put on on her Frankenstein from you? Mm. Damn. I think <laughs> she'd like my hands. That's what I usually get the most compliments on. Weirdly. I really? get a lot of hand compliments from other women. Hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, specifically. I wonder, I wonder what that's about. Yeah. It's oh, like they're like they they listen. <laughs> no, picture these hands. She was like, you like that, right? Don't you? Ah, uh, I think <laughs> I don't want her to take any of my parts, but I think she would probably. She'd probably like my lips, mm. you know, my soup coolers. I think she'd want to put those <laughs> on um, her on her. Uh, Man, I don't know if they'd have person. the same effect. But they probably they're not when face. they're not on my face. They probably would be like, "Hey really guys, I don't think that was the point of the, <laughs> the Frankenstein monster, <laughs> right?" <laughs> but I don't know. Like she would, yeah, exquisite corpse. It's just it, yes. You see how she didn't get like disappointed the, by the fact that Adam's hands were like green and yellow and right. puffy and just. Uh, oh goodness! Oh. All right, Kelsey. Well, what what about you? I, I think she's gonna make a wig out of me. You wig do out have of my nice hair. hair. Yeah. Oh, nice, yes. nice hair. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Luscious. Oh just, just. Which is fine, I guess, if she stabs me in the head first or does the weird sexy kiss scalpel kill, you know. Well, we're going to need a lot more people to get to make our, our yeah. <laughs> BFF best, best fresh to, friend. Yeah, yeah, right? This is the body count. There's just <laughs> melons and a mop handle in between everything. And that as well. Um, was, <laughs> oh, I love this movie. Everyone go watch this movie. Yeah, it's go amazing. watch it. It's, May, it's incredible. Lucky Unhinged. McKee, 2002. Or three, depending or three, on where you look. Depending on, on, on where you look. It's 
It's a gym. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If Anna Ferris isn't in the one that you found, you've you're looking at the wrong thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's only one. Exactly. Extremely gay Anna Ferris. <laughs> Aggressively it so gay. I just like man. I, I I could genuinely talk about her performance in oh this my movie God. for so much, and it's and like she is, for so long. Her like, styling is so early two thousands. Yeah, like, you know yes. the little chopsticks in the hair and the yes. spaghetti straps. There is and, and there is just yes. like a sliver of distance between her energy in this movie and her like acting in scary movie, which is so bizarre <laughs> to watch. Like it's so like heightened, but in a different way. <laughs> yes. Scary movie. <laughs> <laughs> the gift that just oh. keeps on giving. I mean, that just turned yeah. 25 or not 20, wow. or 20, 23 or something like that. Its anniversary was like this week. Wow. So, uh, yeah. You know. a, a great example of what happens when you, you know, don't let something be like done. Didn't just. <laughs> Should have just let I, it die. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. One, the the positive I would say about it is just like if when you look across eras and like what was popular at the time, mm-hmm. those sort of movies, in a way, that was like a decade. It's like yeah, that was a decade of those movies. A whole, and then it's like <laughs> it's interestingly, if you were to go back and watch one, it's like oh yeah, like I they were making fun of that. That was like oh yeah, that was popular They're at so the time. Dated. Yeah, They're so dated. And then it's like it's kind of fun. It's like a time machine. It's a time machine. It's like, oh, people laughed at that, that back then? Sure. So, <laughs> yeah. It sometimes was like, oh. Very It spun off like God. the worst, if if not one of the worst, uh, cinematic universes of all time. There's right? five scary movie movies. There's a, what is there, disaster movie, disaster oh, movie. superhero movie, movie, epic movie, date epic movie, movie, date date movie. movie. Oh, my God. But that's what um, I'm talking about. Like, all those movies were like an era. They literally <laughs> meet the Spartans. Oh yeah. God! And uh, what is it? Movie twenty-three. Movie forty-three. I feel like that was that kind was of the insane. end of it. That was yeah, because <laughs> that was the nail in the coffin. And that everyone hated it. Everybody hated it. I saw that, that in the to the heart. <laughs> I saw that in the theater, and it was a very disheartening experience. That yeah, was, that was cement in the grave hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, and it's just like sometimes, like I, I just kept saying to myself, like, what happened? Do they owe? someone a favorite like why are these people <laughs> in this you know really high profile award-winning it's actors and these very Ooh. unfunny yikes blackmail like just it had to be it, it was it had to be blackmail, blackmail. <laughs> yeah. it's giving blackmail yeah um Who's I, our, are you the next pick yeah you're the next pick i am the next pick what you gonna lay on us uh, all right. This this whole like the fact that you didn't have a, like it, now I'm terrified. Terrified. <laughs> the, the, the look he had oh. was just like Kwame just swiveled around in a chair and a big blue screen illuminated and there's thousands <laughs> of titles to pick from. And he's like, which one will be mine? <laughs> which which mm, one shall yes, I? Yes, hands pressed in front of your chin. Y'all with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I have decided that I would love for us to get into Basic Instinct. <gasps> From 1992. Speaking of gay. <laughs> Speaking of Sorry, queer. I mean, just awakenings, yeah. personally. <laughs> Listen, it's exactly. Paul oh, Verhoeven, classic. directed by Paul Verhoeven. Paul Verhoeven is an animal of another color. Listen, this man is maniacal. Insane. <laughs> insane. This And this movie here is, is definitely proof of that. Um, Sharon Stone, Michael Douglas, mm, uh, bless. just, just bless. I, um, for me, just, uh, the character of Catherine Trammell was very, and it was just like, even like throughout pop culture, 
You had the pop girls, Beyonce, Sierra, mm-hmm. who have referenced her in their oh, music true. videos. Yes. I mean, fucking iconic. Choreography. Like, it's just, it's giving it's giving sex on a whole different other level. And Ooh. I can't wait yes. for us to get into that. It's one of my favorites. I haven't seen it in years. So I, I barely remember anything. Obviously, apart from the one thing. The, <laughs> you all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> Sorry, uh, do you want me to explain it to you, Kelsey? Sure. Uh, I mean, mean, we all know exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's a particular point where a lot of pausing has happened. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. A lot, a lot of. um, Yeah, like, come on, it's like, it's literally the the dress, her her attitude, her swagger. Mm. And it's just, um, even like the way that she speaks, she's just in control at every point, and you don't. No, you can't quite get behind where, like her next move. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's very cold. It's very calculating, and um, definitely, I think, um, as far as uh, woman villains, yeah, um, it's uh, she's 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 up there. Hell yeah, you Incredible. know, it's just. And I, I just can't. <laughs> I, I gotta, I gotta retract my. I was like, hey, mom, I'm doing this. Pot. Nope. Don't watch this one, mama. Watch something else. <laughs> I mean, listen, listen, listen. This is a pretty yeah. This yeah, is, this don't don't watch this. I mean, don't watch this movie. Don't listen to our episode of the podcast about it. Paul Verhoeven is not for everyone. Salacious. Definitely not. We're talking about showgirls. We're talking Paul, about showgirls. Paul Verhoeven. Did you see Benedetta? Showgirl. No, but I oh, heard that it, it is. Was, is, that, is that with the nuns? Truly wild. Oh my god. Truly wild. <laughs> listen, I cannot. I already like it's Kelsey's reaction to this. It's gonna be great. Like, what do you like, Kelsey's gonna be like, you know that where the guy's like, like that's his reaction. I feel like that's gonna be Kelsey a blink, lot blink. throughout, throughout this. Yeah. But listen, hey, like you got you gotta love like you know a film that like you know pulls out all the stops mm-hmm. and just it's like you know like this is a damn uh, a freaking roller coaster um, going at a very unlawful speed, but I'm on it. <laughs> And the, uh, let's see you know, the, the seat restraints are a little rickety. Um, a little rickety. Should I be worried about that? Yes. No. Okay, we're going anyway. Oh, they so. put that on. F- okay, oh, okay. Wow. Um. But uh, <laughs> shouldn't be hard to find either. Uh, I typed the, the word "basic" version. into Google, and it was the first. And it was the first one. The first first Iconic. result. So it's, Sharon but I feel Stone, like it is Michael one Douglas. of those movies that a lot of people have know of but haven't watched. It's yeah, <clears throat> like for sure. And I think even like with my introduction to it, that was I had heard of it. Because of obviously, you know, the iconic scene and all of that, but I didn't know the film proper. Mm-hmm. And then I guess I was really just watching everything in, well, it makes sense, film school, whatever. But sure. like I first saw it at that point, I was like, oh, wow. Just like when you see like the femme fatale, uh, you know, like that whole trope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, um, even in like film noir, when you go back in the day, like when. That's really when they nail that. It's just, it's just everything, you yeah. know. I love it. It's just like I love. It's just like just seeing like a diva like really do her thing. You know, it's just it's sort of similar in that way. Um, and uh, you know, I don't know. Like shout out to Michael Douglas, but I just he's sort of kind of is. <laughs> but the thing is, no, it's just like I just. I can't, and it's not to take away from the work he does in it. I just, I'm not focused on him at all. When I'm yeah, I mean, the, the, the leg cross is. That also, was just Sharon Stone that's what I mean, like, brings just, that energy, yeah. you know? She just, mm. like, she just does. Like, yeah. everything, like, I mean, Casino, and um, I saw she played uh, 
and the Linda Lovelace biopic uh-huh. with Amanda Seyfried. She played uh, Linda's mother, mm. and it was very much a departure. You know, just from like, you know, just she's yeah. she's versatile. Her also her episode of Inside the Actor Studio really, really, really good. Mm. Yeah, this this movie very also smart woman serves is the basis for her uh, turn in the Catwoman movie as well. So, are yes. you going to throw shade and think <laughs> I'm not going to catch? Listen, I am I am a defender. Call me what you want, an apologist, <laughs> and an apologist. <laughs> camp, camp. I, I appreciate camp. And Catwoman, <laughs> Kelsey. Wait, Catwoman. <gasps> the Halle. The Halle Berry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Listen, that movie is <laughs> special. It's special. <laughs> it's special. Damn it. It's like, listen. Could you imagine like something of that spectacle in IMAX? Listen, 2004. You saw it in IMAX? It, uh, I saw it in theaters as well. I, saw, I, I still have the poster from the, the screening we went to that was like cat, cat, ch- her in IMAX. That was the. Fuck. That Someone was got the paid a lot of money for that. They said it, yeah. You see that? <laughs> that's a marketing campaign. <laughs> you know? Like, that's what we're going to do. And I'm like, listen, um, the, uh, listen, yes. Sharon Stone is the villain in that. Nobody, makeup, killer, nerfed, right? Nobody, <laughs> killer full, makeup, I, like and, I, I think they full on like steal shots from like <laughs> from Basic Instinct. She's wearing very, she's wearing Catherine Trammell updated mm-hmm. material. It's like it's giving <laughs> yes. like it's like it's more pantsuits, more things like that. But still, like honestly, she probably just snatched the same designer. Yeah, like listen, <laughs> all right, this is gonna be my motivation she pretty much. And she was like, it, she was great. And it's just so crazy, like that with that whole thing with her being like, "No one's gonna stop this cream from hitting the shelf. Not my husband, not the cops, and most certainly not you." It's going on sale tomorrow morning. She's like, "It's gonna be available to every woman in the country." The evil cream. She's like the evil cream. She's like, "No one's stopping me." We found and then, a way to circumvent the FDA. Exactly, or even like with Benjamin Bratt when he like catches her, he's like, "I know it's you. I know you're behind it all." And then like um, Hallie shows up and like rescues him, and they leave. And then Sharon Stone is just like, "Oh, great, you're both here. Perfect. I can just kill you both." And then <laughs> just lazily just presses this button on her desk, like no effort at all. She's just like, <laughs> "I cannot." <laughs> oh, great. We're gonna we're gonna talk about both of these movies so a lot yes. next time. <laughs> Get ready. Get ready. It's, oh, listen, this is going to be, I can already tell it's going to be a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait. All right. Well, Well, thank you. This has been our discussion of May. You know, thanks so much for joining us. We love all of you out there, potentially somewhere. Love you much. Somewhere out there. I'd like to stay friends. Thank you for listening (laughs) to Cinemanomicon. My name is Kelsey Barnhart. Oh, my God. Did we do that at the beginning? No. <laughs> this is like episode like nine or ten now. We're, we're like, it's not good. We'll we'll put it in in post. <laughs> we'll fix we'll, we'll it shop it. Yeah. Um, I'm Logan Laveau. I'm Kwame Berry. Keep it spooky, kids. Keep it spooky. Keep it spooky. Cinnamonomicon.